Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. And we are live with this special uh, miniature episode of the Simpsons Index. Hi, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in the dank for this special miniature episode is... This is God. Free Jones for TV magazine show Rock Bottom. <laughs> Do you have a bunch of them, like, in notes? Uh, I do, but I've gone through them all. That was one I thought of, I'll peeing. <laughs> like, well what, what, what's another introduction that I can do? And I'm like, ah, I have to look it up specifically. <laughs> TV magazine, which is something I was not going to remember. And we just watched Season 28, Episode 1, Monty Burns' Fleeing Circus. BT, what'd you think? Um... Uh... An episode which um, makes you think of many notes but not many opinions. No, it's just. Mm, it's just. All right, well, let's just break this one down piece by piece and let's see how we feel at the end. So it starts off with the uh, long foretold Adventure Time couch gag. Okay, so. Yeah, I I liked the sweep through the town, but I thought the song part of it ruined it. The song part was a bit drab, and it, the sweep took a bit too long as well. Um, I think you want to keep re reskin the Adventure Time sweep as the Springfield one, but it just it went on for a bit too long. So you had some really good bits. You had instead of Marceline playing the guitar, you've got Lisa playing a sax. Instead of the Ice mm. King, you have Mr. Burns. That yep. worked really well, but it just it went on for maybe ten seconds too long. Yeah. There's like a whole intro if there's an intro to the sweep, that was my problem. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I get that. Um Yeah, because normally in the Adventure Time thing you get like a quick scene into the Bubblegum Kingdom and then you moved on and then you get a quick scene in the Marceline thing. And yeah. it felt like there were a few, two more of those slowdowns than yeah, there the, were in the Adventure Time Yeah, keep, it, keep it tight and trim, basically. Um, I feel like this is one they were padding because not only do we get a weird extra part after Act 3 wraps in this one, which we'll get to, there's an additional credit sequence which is, oh, yeah. we'll get there, but uh, let's just back things up and talk about the plot. Well, um, just quickly in the intro thing, like, I thought the whole, like, Simpsons time thing was, like, a good premise. And yeah, like, the crawl, you know, we're, we're used to the standard intro of the Simpsons going through the town very quickly in a couple of seconds. And that sort of suited, you know, doing hmm. an yeah, Adventure yeah. Time parody. But the problem I had with it was the song, where the... Um, line was at Simpsons time run don't walk and you might hear Maggie talk yeah it was and like then in like, like that one episode where Homer the that. dog and Bart the human and it didn't really gel yeah with me. I mean it's like why is Homer a dog yeah like it should be Homer the dad if anything that yeah works. Oh. hey look I just wrote about a line missed opportunities <laughs> man and you know to their credit they got Pendleton Ward to do this thing but you know to his yeah. detriment as well Pendleton Ward checked out of Adventure Time and it's gone to shit lately. So. Well, he had other shit on. But in this one, it feels like they, you know, he literally just phones it in. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, yeah. Adventure Time, come on, run, don't walk, blah, 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 Maggie, Maggie talk, talk, blah, 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 Homer. And the thing I hate about it is that it's like, oh, this is an in-joke. It's it, That's what it felt like to me. And like, 
I mean, to at least Adventure Time's credit, they're quitting in a year. Like, yeah. It's over in season nine. So we're going to have like three shitty seasons on the back end of like really good seasons of yeah. Adventure Time. Unlike The Simpsons, <laughs> where it's like half their legacy Which now is... will continue until the sun is a cold dark star. In four years, yeah. That is the estimated time. I, I, I know they're renewed till 30, but they, are they banking after that? Or There is something inside of me that says 30's it, you know? It's a nice round number. It's a night, nice, yeah. Um, also, we'd then have a cap for indexing. It'd be nice. <laughs> I'm... I, I'm Oh yeah, I'm banking on it. <laughs> I'm doing nothing for the next five to ten years. Um, so the episode itself is sort of centered around this storyline that um, Springfield gets a new amphitheater. Ooh. Monty Burns decides to stage a show there, and um, he's got he has some memories. childhood ha- trauma. Yeah. Um, and from... concurrently, in a B storyline, Homer tries to whip the plant into shape, and that's just. Mm. A few isolated scenes of bullshit crapness. Yeah, but you're uh, quite wisely, but let's get to the point, skipping over some things. How does the town get destroyed? Well, the Larland Donuts Donuts big statue goes missing. That never resolved, whatever. Mm -hmm. So they make a new one designed by, like, again, we don't even know. They just Oh, they go, they do that joke with Lee Fong. And then he gets up to the podium and is like, my name is Robert Chang. And it's like, oh, Quimby's racist. Derp, derp. Wah, wah. It says Larry White. Um, mm. no, um, so they've designed a new Lardland Donuts logo, which is very similar to the early one, but a very modern art. So uh, it reflects the light's rays, which uh, causes Springfield to be destroyed. Now, to be fair, that, that part was pretty funny. It was a yeah. dumb setup, but I do like the jokes where... The, the, the light shining from the donut fires into, like, a mirror shop, and then that ignites, I think it was, oh, it was like Kramer's kindling shop. And then, uh, it, go, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. it, it jumps to an extinguisher shop, which was closed two days earlier. It's, yeah. it's dumb, but it's, it's funny. I like it. Yeah, there's some good sign gags in there. Yeah, there are actually a lot of good sign gags in this one. Um, yeah. And then... But there was the whole thinker gag with uh, Quimby that came yeah, after that that was like, oh my God, it looks like that statue. What's its name? It looks like he's thinking. That, that statue from Rodan. It's like, mm, he's let trying me to think. Remember. Let me think. Hmm, yeah, and you're like, okay, I get it. Shut up. But then, <laughs> uh, then it does go in a bit I like, which is an equal part Springfield going to riot in this chaos of uh, burning. Yeah. And an equal part of Springfield going, no, don't riot. And so they do things like flip over a car and the other side flips it back and polishes it. <laughs> yeah, and then Kent Brockman with the newsletter was, well, well uh, the total damage of the riot was zero because the rioters... <laughs> Equal were... number of rioters and non-rioters. Yeah. And I do also like, again, in a very quick little sign gag in this episode, his, the papers he's holding just say shuffling papers. <laughs> I didn't notice that uh, it's, one. Again, I, I like that they didn't call attention to it. He wasn't like, well, these are my shuffling papers. He's just, nope. Just, it's there if you notice it. There's a, there's a few moments like that, and I really like that in this episode. Yeah. I like after the lad, lad destroys the town gag, it, you have a Kirk missing both arms. And I don't remember exactly what the gag was, but it's like, oh, I'm missing both arms. And it was really quick, and it was like a call to attention of the old, yeah, 
Kirk got his arm amputated gag from that. I ordered episode. my sandwich slice, damn it. Yeah, slice. That's the one. Ow. <laughs> so it's a nice callback to that. And Quimby goes, eh, they'll grow back. And uh, I like that. I, one. I will say, though, we do have the first very weirdly dark moment where mm-hmm. uh, the sunbeam is going through the town and it goes through an optometrist and, like, immediately heals three guys waiting for optometry. Oh, yeah. And the optometrist walks out and goes, like looks at his customers leaving, just pulls out a pistol, puts it to his head, and we cut away, and it's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, that was a very wall gag. That, Mu- that- like much in the same vein of like when we reviewed Mogos from Rags to Riches, where the sheep gag, that was like so dark, <laughs> like with the killing and all. Well, yeah, and it's it's the first of a few just oddly dark jokes that just appear, and then. It's it's on par of um remember back when it was like Ned Flanders going uh I'd oh I'd load uh, yeah we'll stay with Uncle what's his face oh I'd load your ro- pockets full yeah. of rocks and put you in the lake before that happened it was like what <laughs> yeah uh, just more yeah morbidly dark gags which it's like I don't know maybe we'd like them in South Park but it's not what we've come to expect yeah, from Simpsons. it's it's well in this especially in this episode you you just had someone throw a Molotov cocktail which someone catches to light two candles <laughs> on a on a cute. on a dinner table yeah that's a funny gag it's taking violence and making it hilarious and mm. then you've got this complete opposite of that of well, all my business is gone. Better just fucking blow my brains out because I've lost three customers. Yeah, you're like, yeah. What? It just—it felt very out of place, and yeah, it did not fit the tone of the rest of the episode. So anyway, the Simpsons, for whatever reason, go to Burns to appeal to him to rebuild the thing, and yep. there was a good gag with, um, "Oh, why isn't my trapdoor working? You've already trapped us. <laughs> and they show that they're yeah, in the basement. They're in like the, the Burns' living down. room. Yeah, no, I like that. It's a um... decent enough gag. Yeah, there's been so many Burns trapdoor moments that yeah. tracking out something new, I really appreciate, and so yeah, it's a good moment. Yeah, like... <laughs> I don't think it'll beat anything other than click, shunk. Uh, the painter has moved your desk, sir. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and also the Lenny trap door gag, you know, don't say any vowel. Uh, but I didn't say, what? you will. Yeah. Or where he sends him to that, like, I don't know, it's India or something? <laughs> the tube. Thump. We all want that button. So yeah, if we're putting it in a theme, this there's a, at least a decent trapdoor gag in this one. Yeah, I I always enjoy a good Burns trapdoor. I wrote Supergirl gag before that, and I'm not sure. I think that meant that was something to do with Homer. Yeah, there's a weird bit where Homer where Marge goes no no Marge goes there's only one man that can there's only one man that can save us now. Yo. Ooh, Supergirl? It's like Derp. Yeah, you see that's a joke on paper when you say it you want to slap yourself. Yeah. And but I thought the trapdoor did go a step too far when they over explained it. And also um when uh Gat Lady throw gag no, no, I, was, I, I wrote that down as well. This is another... Uh, so, Burns has set up his... Uh, he's rebuilt the Springfield Bowl Theatre. And he's, uh, like, taking auditions. And there's crazy cat lady uh, uh, yeah. singing opera while the cats uh, underneath her feet kind of walk her back and forth. Uh, my, my note is, cat lady, what do you think? <laughs> is, that a, is that a cat lady joke that works for you or not? 
Um, look, I wrote down here that the start of it worked for me, but it did go on a touch too long, and then Burns, yeah, says some shit that's sort of just whatever. Like, I think it went on too long. Yeah, no, fair enough. I th- I th- yeah, I thought for the most part it does work. But oh. like the whole... Like that's that's a fun, you know, thing for the cat lady to do. And, yeah. You know, it's in much of the vein and I'm sure they've made cat lady do this, but I know they made Kathy Geist do this in 30 Rock <laughs> where she has her doing the whole Susan Boyle, you know, I dreamed a dream mm. thing. Where, yeah. That could be a good new step for cat lady. Yeah. Okay, weird part, and I was expecting this to come up, and it didn't. Yeah. Uh, while Mr. Burns is watching this act, Principal Skinner and Superintendent Chalmers yes. kind of crab through the background in, like, suits and hats, and I think this is part of a cut joke or a put- cut B-plot. Charmskin Blues Brothers thing. Yeah, it's, they, just, they just walk through the background of the scene, and that's the only reference you get, and you're like... Mm. So I'm I'm guessing maybe they did an act that didn't get picked by Mr. Burns and they were meant to be doing something. But it's just, it's weird because it's obviously something that's been cut and it's still in the background and you see it and it's very obvious. Yeah. You're like, what's up with that? It's still very weird. And as well as weird in this. So this is at the point where Burns is like, he's got the amphitheater now. He's going to put on a play and he's auditioning people and he's remembering this weird scene from his childhood. Mm-hmm. And at a point where he's about to go on stage in his sailor outfit and his, can I have some mommy licks? And his mama licks him for an awkward amount of time. Yep. She's like, who likes her mommy licks? Yeah. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's like, is this a reference or what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's it's odd. No one knows what to make of that. And there was a pretty bad Nelson gag in that all uh, thing where... Yeah, yeah, just really overappreciating his ha ha like catchphrase. Well, not only that, it's overappreciating. Ha ha, Nelson is poor because he's using like yeah. a sock as a ventriloquist front dummy, yeah. which could work. But then he's like, uh, "I saw you out with some lady the other night. That was no lady. That was your mother. You're poor, Nelson. Ha ha." He's like, "Yeah, you had a million better jokes." That you just didn't use there. Mm-hmm. I I'd bet sa- this is a Tim Long episode. I'd say that I'd say some of them are not giving away free jokes. So. <laughs> but I did like the clipboard gag with Lisa. Like, um, what was it? It's like, oh uh, yeah, showbiz requires a lot of clipboards, and then Lisa shows proficiency with clipboards, and then Burns is like, "You're hired." Like it was <laughs> like I don't remember the specifics, but it was a funny little trade-off yeah, it's, it's thing. A, it's a dumb but funny little yeah little little bit. It's alright. Um, I will say this is one of those ones where we got to the second ad break and I still wasn't sure what the plot was. Yeah, exactly. Like, I felt like it was going to develop into something else and it's like, oh, okay, no, we're just going to follow Mr. Burns setting up the show. That's going to be what we're doing here. Well, at the top of Act 2 was, like, where uh, there were the party scenes in the nuclear power plant and Homer was, like, yeah, coming yeah. back to Marge and, like, oh, man, the job's such a party. And she's like, you shouldn't party so much. And then he comes back to work... We shouldn't party so much. The end. Yeah. That storyline is what I mean, it's it is. cute because, yeah, Mr. Burns is so obsessed with this. You're not paying attention to the plant. Yeah. And so the plant just becomes a massive party. It's just, I don't know, it felt like it had no payoff on any real jokes. So all the more disappointing to this episode. This was written by Tom Gamble and Max Pross, which are uh, two of my favorite writers really? from Seinfeld. Oh, wow. Like, 
these guys have written some classic stellar Seinfeld episodes and some pretty decent mid-season episodes of The Simpsons. So mm. this is all the more disappointing. It is. Uh, I did want to bring up next very morbid point is mm. uh, during the Burns show, uh, you've got either Sherry or Terry, I don't know which one, gets into a Houdini-esque tub. Oh my tub. god. Yeah. Which gets filled up with water and covered with a, you know, uh, a curtain. And then a door opens and, you know, Sherry slash Terry walks out. And then comic book goes, uh, we knew that you're twins. And one of them would just stepped mm. out of the thing as soon as the, it was covered with a curtain. Cut to, we'll call one it Sherry. Them. Yeah. Just floating dead in a tank. Like, not even, like, gasping for air. She's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, so this is the moment so it's like, this is a joke that the family guy would make. Oh my god, I sounded so old then. The family, the family guy. The, family the American guy. Dad or the South Park. Yes, we're watching this on the Netflix. <laughs> By the Facebook. Mm-hmm. On the Googles. Um, I yeah, like the just... gag when they were in the nuclear power plant and, you know, chaos rule and uh, the alarm goes off and Lenny shoots the alarm. That was a very good roll-off for that. But... Um, then we cut back to the Monty Burns, you know, auditioning thing. And Ralph does this thing where he's doing the spaghetti snorting through his nose and pulling through his mouth yeah. thing. And then it's like, oh, next act. And he's like, I haven't started my audition yet. Waka waka. Yeah. yeah. It was so hacky. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, I mean, it harks back to, uh, you know, Barney walking on stage, opening a six pack, downing it in one. And the crowd mm. goes wild. He's going, wait, I haven't started. I was going to juggle these chickens. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, explains itself in of itself. And this is just... why. It's a better joke rather than, oh, I'm snorting glue. You're fired. I haven't even started yet. You yeah, know, it's like... It's, yeah, bo- boring. Yeah, yeah no, it, it's dumb. There's no laugh there. Um, I liked the whole... Um, me and Lenny are going to Arnold Palmer Carl joke. Like... Did go on a bit long. It like, went on way too long, but it did have a good payoff at the end of the episode, though, um, where yeah, Lenny Carl, Carl and are... Lenny Arnold Palmer Homer. <laughs> and, yeah, it's like those good ideas for a prank that I like. But, yeah, that initial setup did take too long. Yep. So... We're about in halfway through Act 2 at the moment, and this is where actually the B story kicks in of Homer becoming more responsible at the nuclear power plant, but it doesn't really go anywhere. No, it doesn't. He goes back and he's all like, we should be responsible, we're providing power, and mm. that's it. Yeah. Like, there's no, I literally can't remember, does anything else happen in that story? Well, we'll get to my notes when we do, but um, jumping back to the Burns story, there was a good line from Mr. Burns, uh, I want to see someone getting shot into a cannon. This is like, yeah, you're joking, right? That's literally impossible. Yeah, but then he shuts down the production for whatever reason, and there's that bad joke with uh, Jimbo doing the plate turning of the uh, Nerds, the kids yeah. getting wedgied, and there's a bad Skinner joke in there as well with the rhino. Yeah, a lot of of stuff happens. It's a very messy episode. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, there it is, because it's like Skinny goes, "Geez, Lisa, thanks for shutting down the production. We were getting out of school for this." It's like you love school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is very un-Skinner. It's just eh, a lot of this is just some parts of it I legitimately enjoy, and other parts just feel so disjointed that I'm like, "Yeah, the fuck are you doing?" And so to inspire Lisa to, you know, get Monty Birds back to the circus, Smithers uh, takes her 
to the mansion to take uh, yeah, Burns right. to his own like Vitrola room. Is that the word? Like uh, when you're looking at like a moving. Picture? I honestly don't know. Nickelodeon. I know that's a word for it. <laughs> also, depending on what it is, is a zoetrope, but uh, it's not a zoetrope. Don't worry. Um, I don't that's know like, what a Vitrola is, but anyway, I there's just a like bunch the of word silent... zoetrope. There's a silent movie which shows like all these like. Uh, previously happening cutscenes from Burns's life on the stage where his pants fell down at some wah, wah, point. And he showed everyone his butt. Wah, wah. Yep, so that truth is revealed to Lisa, who at this point, I guess, has been appointed the um, the producer of the uh, show. <laughs> um, and then it leads to, yeah, Burns going, oh, I will defy my old past and... You know, go give a good show now. Haha, give it what for? And you're like, oh, wow, yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen. So before we get back to the tail end of that, there's a good uh, montage with Then I Got High by Afro Man mm-hmm. uh, with the nuclear power plant devolving. To... Just into, into fraternity yeah. party craziness. They're all jumping in pools of green and beer. Yeah, um... All those things the youths get up to. We put the popcorn in the nuclear core for movie night and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Which, again... Yeah, it was some fun stuff. Was there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, they put on their show and there's a intro to the whole play that is set over the maple leaf rag and done in silent movie style where Burns and Smithers crash the car for whatever nodding, reason. Nodding, nodding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dark joke number three. Yeah. So, like, they're doing, yeah, they're doing the silent movie bit where they like, hurry, you know, title card, hurry, Yo. Smithers, we have to get to the Springfield Bowl. And then, like, cuts to a old-timey lady tied up on the middle of the road. And he's like, no time to stop, have to keep going. And then... You'd think that'd be like a bump bump and they would just keep going. Nope, windscreen splashed with blood. And you're like, oh, okay. Super dark. <laughs> I get, well, again, it's a, a fictional intro video and a fictional thing. But even then, it's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. it just, it's so out of the, the rest, the tone of the rest of the show. It's so weird. And so that's, yeah, three so weirdly dark jokes. So after that, they cut to the actual amphitheater and the actual, um, performance that's happening and they do this like smothers brothers tribute with rod and todd flanders which yeah. i actually thought was pretty cute like i don't think any of the jokes quite landed but if you know the smothers brothers which like, i don't um they were actually in an episode of the simpsons i should pull that one up at some point do they smother people <laughs> no but uh that's the their thing is they're brothers and one they has a don't guitar some smother people no surprisingly they don't put pillows on people's mouths and you know hold them down super until they bad stop way breathing. to kill someone just super bad i know allows for too much screaming anyway so the smothers <laughs> brothers what their thing was is you know one of them has an acoustic guitar the other has an upright bass and like they tell like jokes and they have like this witty banter between them and then oh. they just break into song and like it all centers around their banter and you know they're they're a fun wholesome duo but, uh, yeah, so they were doing a Rod and Todd doing them, which actually seemed kind of apt. To... Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they did the whole um, uh, Flanders sees the ghost of Maud, ghost of Krabappel joke. What did you think of that? Uh, I thought it was in poor taste because uh, Maud Flanders died in show. Krabappel died because her voice actor died. Mm-hmm. So it feels a little disrespectful to have the character come back to do a really 
average jerk. Yeah. Like, this isn't a character that died in show because you decided to make that a plot line. This is someone, you know, Marshall Wallace who'd passed. And yeah, and a little bit, a little bit lame, I think. Because what I really respected about The Simpsons is when Marshall Wallace died is they just wrote Krabappel out of the show. Mm. And they did this... Uh, they, they did, did the, the ch- court chalkboard bet gag, and yeah. then they did another thing at an end, a tail end Flanders of another episode. Yeah, goodbye, and and that was enough. It was enough to say goodbye because again, this was a person, an actual person who had died, not just a character. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think, yeah, to, to put it in as a gag felt a little, felt a little pretty lame. Mm. Yeah, totally. Getting into the tail end of the episode, um, light photon. That, that I didn't mind. That's Yeah, they put a uh, spotlight on Mr. Burns, but because he's Mr. Burns, he's getting, like, pushed yeah. back as though it's, like, a heavy wind by the uh, by the spotlight. I kind of like that. That's Mr. Yeah. Burns' frailness joke. I gotta say, at that moment, it felt a bit hackneyed, but, yeah, in theory, I like that joke. Yeah, but anyway, so he backs up and, and moves his butt under some stage lights and his pants catch fire, and, oh, no, he's dropped his pants again in front of an audience. Yes. What? This yeah, is the opposite of... Um, but yeah, then everyone leaves and he blames Lisa and Lisa's like, you can't blame me. She, he's like, you're right. I'm over this now. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That's a resolution, I guess. And so what was the post credits gag? Okay. Well, first of all, you, okay. So after the, the, that little, uh, third act resolution with, uh, as quick and weird as it was between, uh, Lisa and Mr. Burns, you then come back to, uh, Homer talking to Lisa and she's like, and he's like, well, I guess we're just cursed. Cut back to biblical times where biblical mm. Marge and Homer are like, you can't stay here. We're full. And like, oh, but we need somewhere. We're from, Be- we've come here to Bethlehem. Yeah. Oh, my water broke. Yes. Curse them forever, Mary. It's like, um, what? Why is this happening? So yeah, and, you, and, then, and then we cut the credits and it's like, um, oh, so the Simpsons are forever cursed? That make, okay, fine, fine. Then the weird part is then we cut to a uh, mid-credit sequence where they've d- dropped the old, the, the Lardland Donuts statue into a big, you know, in the, into the tire fire, I think, was it? Yeah. And uh, Ralph pops up, and I can't remember what he says. I think he goes, "That's all, folks." In the middle of the tire, but the tire melts. The, the sorry, not the tire. The uh, the donut statue melts onto Ralph. Yeah, Ralph is fucking dead now. <laughs> so they've killed a lot of people. Yeah, in they've this episode. killed Sherry or Terry. <laughs> they've killed an optometrist, and Ralph is also dead. Like you don't survive having molten statue poured on you. Yeah, it's a. That's weird... how my great grandfather died. Molten statue. Molten statue, Molten is, statue. is what killed um, uh, Pound Cake Calloway, <laughs> I believe was his name. <laughs> yep, accurate. <laughs> um, yeah, so all around, like, man, what a weird episode. I know, because, I mean, should we, should we dive into questionnaire and get into that? Because. Get into the question. I, I, I liked it for the most part. It's just those few jokes that were just so out of place really made you just come out of the story and be like, wait, what the fuck? Well, yeah, I don't even want to say that I liked it for the most time in the most place. Like, I, you know, all around I felt like this wasn't a good episode. Like, That's not good, but is it bad? Ugh, you know they... what? Let, let's get there. Let's kick up the questionnaire. These are the the questions that keep me up all night, sir. Mm. 
Um, uh, motherfuckers, yep. they changed their menu. Um, sorry, I'm just ordering some late night pizza. <laughs> um, so, um, synopsis wise, it wasn't A and B story, but the B was like three isolated scenes which didn't add up to much. Uh, I mean, it counts as a B, and we've seen B just. stories before, which are only a few scenes. But they just felt so inconsequential and so nothing. Yeah. And, yeah, you could have cut it all and filled it with, I don't know, fart jokes. Just pictures of a butt. Well, it feels like they cut it all and filled it all with morbid family guy jokes, which is, like... It's sort of the line that I skirt with this thing is like, am I being too judgmental? Do I think The Simpsons are meant to be more wholesome? Like, I don't generally like... I'm not going to insist on wholesomeness, but it's just because it didn't fit the rest of the episode. It was just such a jarring switch. They killed two long-running characters. Yes. In no uncertain terms. It's not like... uh, I don't know. There's there's been other, other bits where that character is now in danger... Um, we've had plenty of Ma- Hans Molman uh, moments with, ooh, it's a delightful TV leprechaun. I'm going to get your lucky charms. Oh, yeah. my brains. It's like, <laughs> it's him, you know, but he's, it's not clearly dead. You don't see his yeah. corpse. And that's what we, we saw Sherry or Terry's corpse. corpse. Yeah. Like, there's no backing away from that. It's like, yep, that character's dead. Dead, for dead, the ages. dead, 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 <laughs> dead, dead. Well, okay, to start off the questionnaire, if it was in a playlist, what theme would you pick? Uh, I, I wouldn't want to chuck it into a Mr. Burns playlist because I don't want to see it again. All right, <laughs> let's not... I agree. Um, so, you haven't seen this one before? Uh, I haven't, and I don't want to see it again. <laughs> Do you want to see it again? No. <laughs> I don't want to see it that again. question. Um, so, that leads us on to the wackiness. Um... Man, it's mm. sort of hard to judge in this episode because... I mean, a little wacky. You've got Mr. Burns losing his pants in front of an audience. You've got... There were some weird jokes where when they were looking at the um, viewer scope things, whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah, yeah, the and they'd have like the, the Nickelodeons. The, the, yeah, they'd have the lines on their eyes when they looked up. and Yeah. They kind of make some visual gags with that, but they just feel off and mm. pointless, like... Like, okay, doing it once would have been fine, but then Mr. Burns was... Eh, eh. Um, yeah, I don't know about wackiness in this one. It's like, I guess it was there, and I don't know if it helped. <laughs> more of a disjointed wackiness rather yeah. than a waka-waka kind of thing. So Yeah, it's hard to judge the wackiness on this one, which makes it even harder to judge the heart, because where was it? <laughs> it was meant to be a Mr. Burns overcoming this old demon... It just didn't feel like it was there. Like, what? What's he learned? He's like, he just ends up being better. There's no. Mm. Oh, I don't. You know, I've learned not to care about what people think anymore because I'm rich. Would have been fine. It's like that's a Mr. Ben's conclusion. There's that great one in um, the Loch Ness monster episode. Yeah. Uh, where he's like, Mr. Uh, Homer says, uh, you know, to be loved, you constantly have to be nice to everyone. But to be hated, you have to be squashed. And he's like, you know what? You're right. I'm a bitter old guy and that fits me like a speedo. <laughs> I was like, that's enough. That's, you know, a resolution. But this is just like, oh, I got embarrassed in front of an audience again. Well, I'm fine now. Like, yeah. Wh- why? Shouldn't this be worse? Isn't mm. this the confirmation of all your fears? 
Yeah, uh, and especially because it's taking back to Mr. Burns' childhood and it's trying to do some, yeah, retcon continuity there. It's just... Well, it's unclear continuity because obviously this is not his biological mother who's all licking his face because we know he left... Unless this happened just before he left them behind for this cold, heartless billionaire. Uh, leaving also Bobo behind. He's about the same age. Or it's hard Left to the sailor suit behind as well. <laughs> yeah, Which yeah. he brought back for this episode. Yep. And uh, before he, you know, uh, used a bumper car to cripple an Irishman. Mm. So, integrity-wise, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? I gotta say, I think Homer's off point in the respect that he's trying to bring well, the... But Marge gets him there. Like, he do, he starts yeah. off party with everyone else, and then Marge is like, aren't you the safety inspector? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, there are plenty of safety inspectors. Oh, my God, we only have one, and it's me. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so I guess there's then, a semi-natural progression, but his storyline just doesn't go it's, anywhere. Yeah, it's so... There's no impact, and it's so flavorless that you don't care, and you get no heart from that, and you get no feeling. It doesn't feel like on point, because it's like, none of it matters. And yeah. Same with this Burns. It's like... Well, he just got over it. Just because. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and Lisa helped him because she's good with clipboards. Not because she thought, oh, I can teach you to be a better human, because, hey, I can open a clipboard. But no, he fought against his greatest enemy in the end, which turned out to be light. Hmm. Well, that's everyone's greatest enemy. <laughs> I will he destroy couldn't... the sun. <laughs> he couldn't stand to the speed of light. <laughs> Uh, so he's like negative speed of light. It was pretty. Um, we already don't want to watch this episode again, so let's rank this thing. Woo-hoo! I am going to kick it off with a failure. Like, there's parts of me that want to participate in this episode mm-hmm. because of a couple of good gags and everything, but as a cohesive story and as something that I am meant to taint by even slightly enough to give it a participant to say eh it fell flat like most of the part it fell short for me so I'm calling it failure how about you BT for a long time I was participant because I'm like this isn't offensive or problematic in any way I'm not but it just it has no satisfying ending it just finishes Mm, it It just ends yeah it just ends it's like okay we're done now bye like um okay and, yeah, just the weirdly dark turns that came out of nowhere and that really weigh the episode down really heavily. Um, the B story that was boring and didn't do anything, even though it had an interesting set. And, yeah, all of it, I am going to failure. Failure. Uh, I mean, I'll give it a higher failure. Not a very high failure, but, you know, it's, it's an upper failure. But it's still, it just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the fact I, I only really cemented that when I'm like, yeah, I never want to see this episode again. Mm. I'll be very happy if it never crosses my path. And it's very cemented in the fa- uh, like sorry. It's very apparent in that like this was the opener for their 28th season. Yeah. What the fuck? Very weak and bland and stupid. Yeah. All right. So um that does it for uh season 28 episode one monty burns is fleeing circus thank you for checking out the simpsons index podcast don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes
an episode which um, makes you think of many notes but not many opinions. No, it's just. Mm, it's just. It's, a, it's just. I, a, the, it's just a, all right. Well, it's just. A, 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 it's just.